The Trudeau government prepares to unveil its fall economic update on Tuesday. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev has laid out a set of demands for the upcoming economic update. The University of Alberta's Sexual Assault Center director has been fired over an open letter which denied Hamas terrorists raped women as part of their October 7th attack on Israel. The federal court has overturned the Trudeau government's ban on single-use plastics. Hello Canada, it's Monday, November 20th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Cosman Georgia. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. In his latest speech, Conservative leader Pierre Polyev has laid out a clear set of demands for Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government's upcoming economic update. The demands focus on three key areas Polyev wants Trudeau's government to address on Tuesday, including cancelling the carbon tax increase, balancing the budget to combat inflation and high interest rates, and promoting home building over bureaucratic expansion. On the carbon tax, Polyev proposed a compromise urging Trudeau to stop raising the tax completely. With regard to balancing the budget, Polyev said that the government broke its promise to balance the budget by 2028 and argued that all the extra spending piled on by Trudeau's government has caused inflation to rise and forced the Bank of Canada to keep interest rates high. Poiliev's third and final demand for Trudeau was for the Prime Minister to adopt the Conservative leader's plan to build homes, not bureaucracy. During his speech, Poiliev briefly summarized his housing plan, which would require municipalities to build 15% more homes annually in order to get federal money. Those who beat the target should receive a bonus, says Poiliev, and those who miss it should get a fine. To those who don't really keep up to date with this stuff, economic statements uh, are essentially progress reports for the government. They're not full budgets. They're more of a summary of how far the government has come in completing its past budget and a way to set out newer priorities into the near future. I personally don't expect much from the Trudeau liberals in terms of these key areas. I don't think they're going to extend the carbon tax any further, for example. But there will be definitely some movement on the housing issue because that is a key pressure point for the liberals. And I think they're going to play that up as much as possible into the next election. How about you, Lindsay? What do you anticipate to see? Well, to the point on housing, something Polyev said was that Justin Trudeau has a gigantic photo op fund where he sends his minister on a traveling circus, giving out grants to local politicians in exchange for them giving him credit for housing that was already going to be built. So that was Polyev that said that. And I absolutely agree. You know, when Trudeau's ministers go to these housing sites and, you know, pose with shovels or whatever they do, it absolutely is a photo op. But that being said, we have all this hoopla over building housing and pretty much Anyone you talk to in Canada at this point would agree, yeah, we need more supply. We need to build, build, build quickly. We need more houses. But let's take a step back and think about the demand side. Maybe there would be less pressure on building houses if we weren't bringing 
over a million new people a year through immigration and temporary residence. The University of Alberta has fired the director of its sexual assault center after she and the center signed an open anti-Israel letter that denied Hamas terrorists raped women as part of their October 7th attack. The firing came after international backlash, and Alberta Advanced Education Minister Rajan Sani told True North she expected the university to address the matter. In a statement, University of Alberta President and Vice Chancellor Bill Flanagan said, quote, the recent improper and unauthorized use of the name of the University of Alberta's Sexual Assault Center in endorsing an open letter has raised understandable concerns from members of our community and the public. He noted that the director of the center, Samantha Pearson, is no longer employed by the university and that the university has appointed a new interim director of the Sexual Assault Center. Flanagan added that Pearson's views and opinions, quote, do not in any way represent those of the University of Alberta. He also apologized for, quote, the hurt and distress this issue has caused members of our community and beyond. The anti-Israel letter in question called on members of parliament to resign over their complicity in the alleged genocide of Palestinians. No international body has recognized claims that Israel perpetuated a genocide against Palestinians living in Gaza or the West Bank. The letter also claimed that calling Hamas fighters terrorists perpetuates a, quote, Islamophobic trope. In addition to being signed by the University of Alberta Sexual Assault Center and its director, the letter was signed by professors, as well as notorious far-left Ontario MPP Sarah Jama. It should be noted that the Israel Defense Forces confirmed that rapes took place on October 7th, and Israeli police have collected eyewitness testimony of gang rapes. Cosman. So in case any listeners are unclear on the predicament here, the director of a sexual assault center, which presumably deals with sexual assault claims, said in this open letter, or signed this open letter, which said that the accusation that Palestinians were guilty of sexual violence is unverified. Another person that signed this letter was a city councillor in Victoria, BC, named Susan Kim, and I just went to check her account on X to see if she had addressed her signing of the letter, and she has deactivated or deleted her account. It's bewildering to me how these individuals even got into their positions of influence in the first place. With regards to this director of the Sexual Assault Center at the University of Alberta, I'm assuming she is a progressive. And what happened to believe all women? I mean, that was the rallying cry of the Me Too movement, which I'm sure she was on board with. Yet here she is, not believing women who claim that this has happened. And the other thing is, as a director of a center, Writing down the center's name for some very controversial open letter without asking anybody, it, it's just like the, the judgment behind that is completely lacking. To think that your personal opinion represents the body in which you were hired to direct. And the same thing goes for the city councillor. She was elected by constituents. And here she is signing her name as a representative of these constituents. And it, it doesn't only reflect badly on herself, but it reflects badly on everybody else. It is, however, Victoria, after all, the capital of British Columbia. And I'm not surprised it's from there that this counselor came from. Same thing with academia. You know, unfortunately, these are the people we have put into positions of influence. 
And this is really a wake-up call. Canada's ban on single-use plastics was overturned by the federal court last week for being an unreasonable and unconstitutional policy. The case was brought forth by the Responsible Plastic Use Coalition and several other chemical companies who manufacture plastics. The decision deemed that the government had acted outside of its authority and that listing plastics on the list of toxic substances in Schedule 1 was too broad of a classification. The decision reads, quote, There is no reasonable apprehension that all listed plastics, manufactured items, are harmful. The decision essentially overturns the cabinet order that had classified plastic manufactured items like straws, plastic bags, and takeout containers as toxic under the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. However, the federal government is, quote, strongly considering an appeal on the decision, according to Environment Minister Stephen Guilbeault. Ottawa can only ban items that are listed toxic under Canadian Environmental Protection Act, meaning that six of the single-use plastic categories that had been banned will be lifted as a result of the decision. The government's ban on plastic items had already been implemented, banning the manufacturing and importing of six different categories with plans for a full ban on their sale and export by the end of 2025. Look, to be frank, I tend to avoid plastics in my everyday life. When I I buy food containers, personally, I, I prefer glass items. I think there are some scientifically studied harmful effects of the off-spill and the bleeding that happens from plastic products, especially when you're digesting drinks and foods. But I do think the government overreached here. It should be up to the consumer to decide what is good for them. To give an example of how ridiculous this is, I use plastic bags that I get from the grocery store. I reuse those as uh, garbage bags sometimes. And I think a lot of people did that. They would actually reuse the plastic bags that they bring home. But now you find people are going out to purchase boxes of plastic bags to use for garbage disposal. So it's ridiculous. Does this actually put into a dent into the consumption of of single-use plastic items? Ottawa took such a roundabout way of banning these items. I suppose the question on everybody's mind is whether we're going to see plastic straws come back. Businesses have already adopted the government's regulations. They're already handing out paper straws. They're already handing out paper bags or or those fabric bags you can buy. But are they going to revert back to what it was before, Lindsay? Honestly, Cosman, I probably diverge from a lot of conservatives on this issue. I see the plastic straw as a symbol of people not wanting to do the bare minimum to make changes. To benefit the environment. The whole idea was that, you know, plastic straws can't be recycled. And yes, I accept that recycling may be a sham. I continuously look into that to to educate myself on what's actually going on at recycling plants and where the stuff is going, whether it's actually being reused. But with the matter of straws, it's really unfortunate that there was this recent study coming out of Belgium that found that paper straws actually did contain forever chemicals. So a a type of plastic that is really not good for the human body and immunotoxic. And the type of plastic that was used was a water repellent. So I suppose to just make the paper straw not disintegrate so quickly. 
So again, maybe paper straws won't be our savior. We need to look into other things. I mean, my mom bought me a pack of wheat stock straws, which is one thing. And then this Belgian study also found that reusable stainless steel straws don't contain any traces of chemicals, of the plastic um, forever chemicals. So if you get a stainless steel straw and you have one of those little straw cleaners that you can use on it, those are great ideas. I So personally, do I want to see a return of plastic straws? Um, no, because I don't want to see turtles being choked or what have you. Um, so I hope we can find something that works, that is good for the environment and good for our bodies. Also, if you don't have a disability or something that prevents you from drinking, why do you even need to use a straw? Are, are we kids who use sippy cups? Can't we just drink out of bottles like adults? That's it for today, folks. Don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. Plus, The Andrew Lawton Show will be live at 1 p.m. Eastern, and Ratioed with Harrison Faulkner will be live today at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share our work with your friends and neighbors, and if able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news.